This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International. I want to welcome you once again to the Warning Radio Program. I have with me retired 12-year state representative, former House Republican Caucus Chair Matt Shea. He's also currently the senior pastor at On Fire Ministries and Kingdom Christian Academy, uh, Spokane Valley. Uh, welcome back, Matt. Always great to be on the program, Dr. Hansen. And uh, boy, a lot happening in the world right now. It's just an honor to be alive in this time. Well, there is a lot happening. And uh, before I get to a name, Evangelist Torben Sondergaard, that came up on my syndicated uh, program last night for an hour. Uh, it's live around the world. Let's get into some of that. What do you want to bring to the attention right now? There is a lot happening. What is one of your major concerns with what you're seeing? Well, let's let's talk a little bit about what's happening in the world quickly. Uh, today, the, the presidents of Lithuania and Poland met in the uh, Suwalki Gap, which is a key entrance point to Europe that uh, uh, during the Cold War was analyzed as one of the main ways the Russians would come through Belarus uh, into Europe proper. And so the fact that they're meeting today over something like that and that the Lithuanians have still shut down some rail uh, between Russia proper and Kaliningrad, the Russian uh, protectorate that is uh, on the coast separated by the country of Lithuania from Russia or from Belarus, but from Russia. This is just continued signs that something really big is in the offing. Um, in addition to that, the Russian uh, president, Vladimir Putin, talked about with his parliament, the Duma, about essentially mobilizing the economy. And we're seeing the mobilization for war and for the Russian economy. So in other words, they're, they're taking off a bunch of restrictions uh, to allow what is in effect free market capitalism uh, in Russia to prepare for war. Uh, they have opened up their oil sales to India and China almost fully. China is taking everything that can really be delivered right now uh, via pipeline into China. And the Chinese uh, are signaling very clearly that uh, they are preparing to invade Taiwan in the short term and that they're uh, drawing lessons from the war in Ukraine to protect themselves from future sanctions by the West uh, when they do this. Uh, there was an intelligence assessment that was issued uh, here in the last uh, 48 hours about the Chinese influence operations here in America, and one former intelligence officer remarked that it was quite extraordinary how how deep Chinese influence operations are here in America, where they're influencing business leaders, they're influencing politicians, and they're uh, obviously in some form of monetary benefits or, or business benefits uh, in order to essentially corrupt them. Sometimes these folks don't even really know that they are contributing to this process, but it has been recognized by our intelligence community, and today... Uh, the head of the FBI met with the head of MI5 talking about these exact issues. One other thing that I would bring uh, to everyone's attention besides that this continued push toward war is that uh, in the Netherlands, farmers en masse across the entire country are doing large-scale protests 
shutting down um, uh, in surrounding government structures and in, in, uh, freeways and blocking distribution centers. Uh, store shelves are getting to go bare there. Uh, and this is all in, in response to the fact that the government wanted to shut down about 30% of the farms due to excess nitrogen and greenhouse gas concerns. Well, yeah, of course, farms produce <laughs> nitrogen and greenhouse gas. That's how uh, we eat. And so quite literally, these farmers are faced with starvation or standing up to their government. And we're seeing them uh, really come to the fore and effectively push back against this ridiculous greenhouse gas uh, farce that is being uh, foisted on Europe and the United States, but particularly what they're, they're trying to take the next step in the Netherlands. Obviously, this is a trial balloon to see what the reaction is, to see if they can try to do it here in the United States and other places in Europe. But my, my point in bringing this up is that we're facing right now a, a contrived food crisis in addition to war, which is setting the stage for a hyperinflationary scenario and also a, a depreciation of assets, that's what we call stagflation for the worldwide economy. And again, this seems like it is very clearly being set up for this great reset. And so everybody needs to this listening right now. First of all, this gives us how we need to be praying in this time. But secondly, it also gives us where we can be ministering in this time. Uh, during a wartime scenario, during a, during a time when uh, food is going to be tight here in the United States, it's not going to be catastrophic here, but it is going to be tight. And also during an inflationary scenario, when people start uh, losing their jobs and there are mass layoffs, uh, all of these things combined, we now know where we can go minister and expand his kingdom. So I wanted to bring those up as kind of highlights today. There's a, a whole bunch more, but that's it really in a nutshell. Well, everything is... Uh pushing for war. Everything is pushing as Bible prophecy is warning. And uh, China, Russia, India, if you understand Bible prophecy, they are all together, the kings of the East. And uh, I'll tell you what, trouble is certainly on the horizon. I mean, this greenhouse gas uh, baloney, uh, you and I and others, uh, attorney Pigeon, I remember when we had conferences, yearly we spoke together, and uh, this was one of the topics, what they're doing to try to control our freedoms, our liberties. And um, Biden is doing it right now. He, you know, he's, he's made comments. They don't care uh, how high the gas prices are. Oh, they sympathize, but it is a necessary evil if they're going to save the world. Matt? Yeah, and I mean, let's just kind of step back for a second. The whole point is that people think that the salvation of the world is going to be through man. I'm talking about the globalists, where we believe the salvation of the world is through Jesus Christ. And this is really the stark contrast right now where everybody's going to have to choose. They think they know better than we do how to live our lives, the globalists. They think that a one-world government, a one-world uh, religion, whatever that even means, and a one-world economy are the way to go. When we know that centralization of control is exactly the opposite of the foundations of the kingdom, that decentralization is actually God's plan. And we know this is true because each one of us is a temple of the Holy Spirit, and God wanted to decentralize across the board. That's why the church has been able to survive for 2,000 years despite multiple 
massive persecution uh, and regimes like Rome, uh, like communist China, like communist and current Russia that have come against the Christian church in such a, a terrible way. We've still been able to survive because of God's decentralization plan. And so in this time, one of the discernment points for everybody listening today is that we see de decentralization, we see liberty, we see centralization that very likely is not from God. And so as, as we come into this time where we may actually see the Antichrist uh, revealed, we may see uh, and come against the Antichrist spirit for sure, we can use that discernment point uh, to help guide us in this time. But like you, you've said for years, Dr. Hansen, this is the time for the church to stand up, not sit back on the sidelines. Yes, we're in this situation because the church over the years has sat back on the sidelines. It's become totally dysfunctional, and there's only a remnant. Churches like you and others out there that are sounding the alarm. We need another great awakening, and we've talked about that. That's why I formed Eagle Saving Nations, and uh, we're getting as many people involved in that as possible so we can get into the national stadiums, you know, the football stadiums, the NBA stadiums, uh, civic centers, all across America, geared on the third person of the Trinity, right back to what Jesus said, go tarry, don't even try to represent me until you receive my power, my duminous released energy, and then I'll continue to operate through you and miracles will continue. But so much of the church, Matt, so much of the church has disobeyed that commandment. They've nullified it, and they don't even think it's important. Half of the churches, the mainline churches, uh, they don't care about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They tolerate sin, sins of abomination, abortion, homosexuality, LGBT, cohabitation, on and on. And that's why so many of your politicians attend these mainline churches. And as we've talked about, the other half is so synchronized uh, with the public schools, the universities, even though the statement of faith could be pretty good, yet uh, their people, a lot of them, uh, they agree with alternate lifestyles, cohabitation, and on and on. We tremendously need another great awakening. Only the church can stop the insanity that's sweeping America. Only the church can stop the Biden agenda to take away our freedoms, our liberties. And you know, Matt, thousands of scientists have called uh, global uh, climate change bogus. Uh, they, they've, they've gone on record, and, and yet uh, they continue to push this, this agenda that so many experts have rejected. Matt? So many experts have rejected. Uh, you know, they, these are just windows of opportunity for them to try to implement control. Uh, they use COVID to do this. They're using climate change to do this, even though it was at first global warming, but that didn't work. Um, and, and just history shows that the climate always changes and always will. So the, we have to ask ourselves the question, why are they doing this? And again, the answer is control. They are going to try to do a great reset. They're going to try to uh, implement a world order. Now, I want to mention one thing I forgot to mention earlier. A very significant thing happened yesterday uh, prophetically. The Georgia Guidestones, which uh, I'm sure you've talked about on the show before. Many times. Uh, 
Yes, which talk about the reduction of the population of humanity massively um, and really talk about some of these environmentalist, radical environmentalist policies. The Georgia Guidestones were destroyed yesterday. Um, they've been completely leveled now with a bulldozer after an explosion took out one part of it. But it's very interesting. I was told several months back to watch as a sign the destruction of the Georgia Guidestones, and now that's happened. So the church is rising, and I think we can take great heart that as the church rises, the rejection of the reset, the great reset, I would say it's the not-so-great reset, uh, and also the one-world government uh, and one-world religion, whatever that means, and the one-world economy, that as the church rises, that is being pushed back. The darkness is being pushed back by the light. And I think that was very, uh, very an important sign yesterday that we can look to that the church is, in fact, rising at the same time. There is great apostasy happening, but both things can happen at the same time. And as you said, this is going to be, and I believe it's already started, a great harvest, a great awakening uh, that the prophets and the apostles long to see themselves, and God has put us in this time. Well, the greatest persecution is on the horizon, but so is the greatest, if we want to say, period of the outmoving of the Holy Spirit. Signs and wonders, miracles, I mean, such as the world has never witnessed, is also on the horizon. So yes, this is a tremendous day to be alive. It's a tremendous day to swing the sword to represent our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, the Georgia Guidestones, uh, we've even uh, spoken the same conferences, and uh, they want to... (laughs) Uh, you know, the Georgia Guidestones wanted the world to come down to a half a billion. Everybody else removed. A half yep. a billion, Matt. Think about that. I, yeah, I mean, you're talking a reduction of... Seven billion people. Billions of people. Yeah, I mean, it's not just... I mean, and, and it's it's sick that people would think this way, but they do. Yeah, and, and Hitler was sick. And uh, some people can't believe that our government would purposely inject uh, you with a vaccination that causes uh, stroke and uh, uh, blood clots and heart attacks. And uh, uh, yet, who is dying right now? Just look at it. Who is dying? Right. And I think that part of this is that some of the folks that have were, were under the deception of the left and, and communism and socialism, they're waking up. And I think that that is creating concern and fear in the camp of the enemy. But we as the church also are, are facing a sifting right now. And just going back to one of the earliest church documents called the Didache, uh, which some scholars estimate was written about 50 AD. One of the, it, it is the earliest that we know of manuscript about Christian beliefs, it very clearly says that lawlessness will increase. It says that the world deceiver shall appear as a son of God, and he shall work signs and wonders, and the earth will be delivered into his hands. And then it says this, after the unholy things, which have never been since the beginning of the world, will will come upon the earth. Then it says this, all created mankind shall come to the fire of testing, and many shall be offended and perish. But they that endure in their faith shall be saved by the curse himself. In other words, Jesus Christ, who took on uh, sin and took stripes so that we may be healed. 
this is the earliest manuscript that very clearly says the church isn't just getting out of this. The church will face this intense persecution that is yet to come, and that we will be tested by fire. And so are we prepared in our hearts right now, or are we thinking it's just going to be a my pillow life all the way up until a rapture? I, I do believe that God has put us here to push back the darkness, to make sure our lives, our, our lamps and lights are shining brightly, not put under a bushel basket, so that the rest of the world is encouraged and the darkness is in fact pushed back. But we have to expect persecution is going to happen, and it is already happening to some in the faith, even here in America. Persecution has always happened. And uh, you go back into the history of mankind, the history of the church. Persecution has always happened. Millions and millions and millions and millions and millions have been martyred for Jesus Christ. Uh, God did not rapture them out, but he gives us the strength to endure and be witnesses and see mighty exploits done in salvation. Uh, we could give you so many testimonies of those that faced death, that died, um, some that came back and from the dead, and how God took them through that shadow of death and how they had no fear because of who was inside of them. And the Lord went through that death experience. His strength was with us, just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Uh, who was that fourth man but the Son of God? Uh, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego had no fear because the Lord was with them and walked through that death experience. We don't have to be afraid, but we do need to be in right relationship. I think it does our audience good, even though this is not on the return of Jesus Christ or the rapture, per se, when that will be. But the seventh trump, the seventh trump, when the dead in Christ rise, and we that are alive and remaining will meet him in the air, and we will together return and be involved in the battle of Armageddon. That seventh trump is at the end of the tribulation, at the battle of Armageddon. There's no uh, rapture before that happens. Uh, this is something to think about. And ladies and gentlemen, go on my website, www.worldministries.org, www.worldministries.org. I've done programs on when will Jesus return. You can also read pastoral articles on that very subject. Matt, uh, exciting things are happening. But let's get to this evangelist Torben Sondergaard came to the United States for asylum. Now he's been arrested, accused of gun smuggling. I'm reading an article by Dale Hurd, uh, July 5, 2022, cbnnews.com. It says, Torben Sondergaard, a Danish evangelist and founder of a ministry called The Last Reformation, says he is being held by Immigration Customs Enforcement, ICE, for suspicion of smuggling weapons from Mexico to America. The 45-year-old Sundergaard says he's being held in an isolation at ICE's Baker County Detention Center, a medium-security detention center located in McClenney, Florida. On his Facebook, Torben writes, This Thursday, I was invited to a meeting with Homeland Security who wanted to talk about my asylum case, a case where I, in Denmark three years ago, was accused of doing many things I had not done, and where I ended up fleeing to America seeking asylum. But then suddenly, 
The real reason I was there was because they had notified that I was smuggling weapons from Mexico to America, and I was shocked. He added, I have been staying in California with my wife and kids and have been just finished up a Bible school over the border in Mexico when many of our helpers traveled from Mexico to America several times a week, but none were smuggling weapons. I have never had anything to do with smuggling weapons. I know nothing about smuggling weapons. Sundergaard says he was put up against the wall, put in handcuffs, led in a room, and later I was put in handcuffs again on my hands and on my feet. CBN News contacted the Department of Homeland Security about the arrest. Spokesman said the agency does not comment about any ongoing investigations. Sundergaard, uh, the last reformation is a worldwide movement which seeks to return Christianity to the Book of Acts. He also began the Jesus Center in Denmark, which trained disciples from 30 nations to spread this message around the world. Uh, Matt, your opinion? Well, we actually had Torben Sandergaard uh, to Spokane. We hosted him here a few months ago, right before he went to uh, Mexico and started his missions work in Mexico. Um, he was persecuted in Denmark, which is not a, a Christian uh, country, as some might think it, it, it might be. It is not. And... He has never in any way, shape, or form said anything that would indicate he would be <laughs> smuggling weapons. Um, we did street evangelism with him. We did local uh, baptisms with him, deliverance ministry with him. It was a very powerful time, uh, and he's known for doing this all over the world. Um, some things that he talks about, like deliverance, uh, may, may be controversial to uh, some portion of the church, but uh, we believe in deliverance, and We've seen many, many people set free. It's it's important, I think, to pray for him right now because this really clearly looks like something that has been trumped up against him, especially if they call you in uh, to a meeting like that and, and just talk about you smuggling weapons, uh, which is interesting to me and a little ironic coming from uh, uh, an administration who was tied to the Obama administration who uh, was – uh, by all accounts, actually doing that with Operation Fast and Furious, but we and and other operations we probably don't even know about. But we, as 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 members of the church, you know, I just go back to Revelations one nine. I, John, your brother and fellow participant in the tribulation. So even John talked about the fact that he was a participant in the tribulation. So this idea of a pre-tribulational rapture doesn't even fit with Revelation or John, the author. Um, and doesn't fit with really God's plan that he is going to allow us to go through fiery trials, but he's going to be with us as we go through them. And so I know Torben uh, is very close to the Lord and presses into the Lord all the time. And so he is participating right now in tribulation. He is being persecuted. We need to pray for him. I think it's bogus. I think it's probably it's trumped up. Clearly, uh, he's doing something right if he's being persecuted like this in this manner. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, there's so many things that you you look at and uh, it just uh, is not right. Uh, Department of Justice, again, uh, they seem to be trampling on people's freedoms and liberties and rights. I mean, just this January 6th committee, I mean, uh, what a kangaroo court. No due process, no cross-examination, uh, hearsay evidence. Uh, Matt, uh, this is crazy. Um, it is crazy. And... This should not dissuade us from evangelizing. 
uh, it should not dissuade us from going out and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. It should actually embolden us to do so. Um, I think this also underscores uh, with the Department of Justice right now really going against justice in many respects, uh, everything from January 6th and the treatment of those uh, political prisoners uh, in the D.C. gulag right now, or you're talking about the way that they have uh, uh, treated patriotic Christian Americans and some of the, the comments that have been made. We believe in a decentralized system, and it was one of the genius moments of history when the Founding Fathers built that into our system. And so if the DOJ is not going to pursue justice, then local law enforcement, sheriffs, and local prosecutors need to pursue justice. So if DOJ is not going to pursue justice, then it it needs to be up to the locals to pursue justice. And so my immediate question would be um, there in, in this case with Torben, you know, where's the evidence? Or is this just a smear campaign and he's going to be released in a few days after the narrative smearing him has been all over the media? Um, this doesn't... It, this doesn't surprise me, and it probably doesn't surprise you. We've both been smeared in the media. Uh, but for a lot of people out there that are living so-called normal lives, this is what happens when you actually step out and follow Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was smeared by the local establishment of the day. And it was some local officials, some local Pharisees, actually, that saw where justice was and helped Jesus out, like take his body down from the cross, for example, and, and give him a tomb to be buried in and then be resurrected from. So I just see this again as a picture. When things are not going well at the national level, we, we are already and we should already be focused predominantly on the local level and justice being done here. As far as Torben is concerned, uh, we need to be watching this case carefully uh, and praying for him and his entire family. Uh, his wife is absolutely fantastic. They're very, very humble people. Again, we, we spent uh, quite a few hours with them just in private talking with them and getting their heart. They're very, very humble and great people. And this is, this is just something that should uh, raise our encouragement level, and it should encourage us to double down on our intimacy with the Lord and also in expanding his kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the Warning Radio Program. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I've had uh, Pastor Matt Shea, a former House of Representative here in Washington State. And uh, you say, what can I do? Go to my website, www.worldministries.org, www.worldministries.org. Subscribe. Become either a white eagle, a bald eagle, or a golden eagle. Again, what can I do? You can subscribe and help us get into the stadiums and we can push for another great awakening based on the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity coming down in a powerful way and operating through the lives of those that attend and going out of those meetings with power and authority to speak the truth, to heal the sick, to cast out demons, again, to resist evil. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow.